Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. It is uh, May 11th. Wow, this year's gone by pretty quick. I think I say that every time. No, but uh, I'm your uh, captain, Adam Blue. I don't think I've ever said that before, but the co-captain, <laughs> Steven. Good to have Steven on. Um, if you guys uh, missed it yesterday, Steven and I on his live, next step in his diorama, we're looking at, uh, yeah, just different aspects of this diorama you're putting together a lot of cool led stuff that kind of blew my mind in terms of how to simplify that part of customizing yeah yeah i only electrocuted myself once um, <laughs> so <it's, laughs> no i actually uh i left a comment on that live stream yesterday because after i looked it up i was doing things completely wrong so if you watch oh. that live stream, do not do what I do because it's wrong. Okay, I'm going to have to read that later because I'm already planning on doing all of that. So okay. right. It's like I went out and bought all of the things. No, um, I left a comment there that's like, don't do as I say, not as I did. Just disregard all of this. Well, uh, speaking of doing things wrong, actually, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I've got a guest here, which is awesome because I... If you guys remember, we did that uh, uh, on Stevens. We had Goose as the third, and that was a lot of fun. Had had to do that. So, Seiji, you guys might know him. Gundam Universe on Instagram. Um, it's me. You, you, and you do a lot of uh, Gundam gaming content on your YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Which YouTube, a lot of us Twitch. here are gamers. So. Yes. Um, are, we, are we all gamers? Let's be real. Yeah, it seems it's like it. It, it. it seems like it. Every time you meet someone in a hobby, there's some of that crossover. But... Yeah. Yeah, if you guys don't know Seiji, links in the description, the link tree, so you can see everything, but also the YouTube uh, as well, uh, so you can get straight to that. But yeah, Seiji, so um, uh, we know each other just from being uh, one of the Bandai Namco champions, where yep. we kind of help you know, uh, promote the gaming stuff, which has yep. been a lot of fun. Um, and I, I guess from some of the latest things we've been doing for Bandai, what has been the most fun for you? Uh, I would definitely have to say the evolution stuff we've been doing, like being able to to get that that early footage and even just like granted, like with my school schedule, even though I'm done now, like I was super busy for the past, you know, however many months. So I haven't really gotten a chance to talk with everybody like in discord and stuff like that. Like I've, I've been like chatting, but I hadn't really had a chance to um, be in a call and talk to people like over a voice call, even like you and I like this is probably like the third time we've ever talked in like a voice right. call. Um, but yeah, just getting in, playing those custom games and, and having the opportunity to get that early footage and, and share with the rest of the community. has probably been like the most memorable part for me, like as of, as of late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It, you know, it's, um, but for me, it's been awesome because before I was doing Gundam stuff, I was doing video game stuff and mm -hmm. I was from the late 2000s to early 2010s. Like I was on all the press emails, so I'd get codes all the time, but because I, really didn't know how to do YouTube correctly also getting in front of myself from getting things done like I kind of just dropped off and Gundam right. kind of helped um spark that creativity again and then meeting you guys and even Steven it's been pretty awesome um yeah it def it definitely helps to find something that you're passionate about I find and a lot of the time like figuring out YouTube is not like don't don't make it seem like you just didn't know how to do this super easy thing like it's not easy at all everybody yeah. like has it's their own style like, yeah like you know there's no formula i actually did like a um for for one of my assignments so for for context i was in a esports marketing management program at a college 
So um, I had an entrepreneurship class and one of my final assignments was to create like a gaming or esports related business. And the business that I came up with was like a creator agency for content creators. Um, but like one that doesn't just represent them for like brand deals, one that can help them like figure out a content strategy, like review their content with them to figure out where they could do better or come up with an entire like new piece of content, like stuff like that. Because my whole idea was like, it came from my own experience as a creator. And I'm like, there's yeah. no, like, you can't go to school to be a content creator. Nobody teaches you how to do it. You have to just kind of go online and see what you can find or talk to other creator friends you might have and get advice from them. So yeah. like, yeah, there really is no like formal or, or structured path when it comes to this kind of stuff. You just kind of have to figure it out. And, and so, yeah. every creator is different. Like everyone yeah. has their own rhythms and stuff like that. Um, I think like really the only key to success is to truly be passionate about what you're talking about, what you're creating content around is like, you, you really can't fake the authentic, the authentic part of the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so it's like, you know, sure. your passion for Gundam and gaming is what makes you a good content creator. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis I find when people talk about, especially with like apps like TikTok and stuff. Now everyone's like, okay, what's the latest trend? What's the trend that I can do that will help me pop up? And like, yeah, like it might, you might have one video go viral. And then it's like, okay, but are people going to stick around if, if you're right. just hopping from trend to trend and not actually talking about stuff that you care about, right? So. Yeah. yeah, no, you're spot on. And that's what, and that's funny because I, I have a background in, in marketing. So does Steven, it looks like you do too. That's kind of funny how that works. And I think part of it is with marketing, there is that where you're kind of front facing to whatever the audience is. And I think that's something that's hard for people to get over. Um, I know I had always been that way where I liked being in front, but then I kind of isolated myself for a little bit and then came back out. Gundam kind of helped spark that creativity in me. And you're right. A lot of it has been where, especially for this Gundam channel I started, it was more of, I'm just going to post the videos. Like, again, there's no formula really. I'm just going to post and then, and then same with TikTok, what you brought up, like I didn't really start posting on TikTok until early this year. But I've noticed if I'm posting something that's more like I want to show off something I'm excited about, that has more traction than me trying to be like, hey, come to this link over here to look at yeah. this. You know, it's, so, yeah, I definitely that, that positive energy is is contagious for sure. Like people yep. want if they see that you're excited to talk about something like they want to it's it's more likely to get them to listen, I find. Yeah, in fact, um, so. Not that I'm announcing this as a big deal, but on TikTok, I got a thousand followers just Congratulations. I think the past weekend. <laughs> but the point was to do a live uh, and and see what that was all about. And right. and that was actually fun. I was surprised. And I think it's because of the nature of TikTok, nothing to do with me, but I had over 200 people join that live. And that wow. made me think, you know, it's it's I always bring this up with Fortnite, how it's easy to get a victory royale. But that's just because there's so many people that if you are a decent gamer, you're going to win. I think yeah, it's like that with TikTok. Like, if you're just a decent content creator, you can quickly establish uh, an audience as long as, yeah, you're genuine, authentic. Mm-hmm. But sure. speaking of that, speaking of the authentic content, you had something really cool on your channel recently <laughs> because I think a lot of gamers are into this. And it was, I learned so much from that video. And it's basically in Japan, they have the arcade versus games and they have like their, their model where Correct. they have a version that comes out. And then, and then can you 
give it a sneak peek, but I'm really encouraging Just people to go to the video. A little condensed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so what Adam's referring to is I did a video explaining the Gundam Extreme Versus model. And for anyone watching who's not familiar with those series of games, the Gundam Extreme Versus games is a series of two versus two arena fighters. So the way that it works is you pick a unit from whatever i think now in the current version there's over 230 in the in the current maxi boost version on console there's like 185 so it's still a lot yeah, either way lot. um you pick a unit your partner picks a unit and you go up against another team and you have like a team health pool um and each unit is assigned a certain like cost essentially so your total health pool is like six thousand, and like really strong suits like the double o riser or the strike freedom will be like three thousand. Whereas something like the camphor is only like fifteen hundred, so the the cost is relative to the to basically the power of your suit. And if you die, you take away from that cost from the team's health pool, and then you know obviously whichever team to run out of health first uh, loses. Um, and it's really cool because with other fighting games, you often have like side scrollers like Tekken or Street Fighter, and it's just you. And it's it's very complex. Like I'm not trying to downplay yeah. traditional fighting games at all, but the gameplay is very similar. Whether you play Tekken, whether you play Mortal Kombat, whether you play Street Fighter, like you can kind of take those skills and move them into any of those other games and do fairly well. I'm pretty Whereas, sure down forward punch is the same in like every yeah, like or game. like I'm gonna do like a quarter circle or whatever it might be or whatever button you hold to block. But um, Gundam Extreme Versus is a two v two arena fighter, so you have a fixed camera where you're locked onto either one person or the other. And you kind of move around and it's a lot more about movement because you know you have to worry about your boost which allows you to move around you have to manage that resource you have like a power-up gauge that you have to manage all your ammo stuff like that um and the reason why i made this video is because the way that the model works is japan uh obviously is still very arcade focused like they have a lot of arcades everywhere it's still a very popular thing there this game has dominated Japanese arcades for like two decades now. Um, and because of that, they don't port the newest version onto like PC or onto console over here in the West. They have the newest version exclusively in Japanese arcades. And then, so right now, the most current version on console is Maxi Boost On. And that came out in arcades in 2016. And it only came to console in like 2020 or 2021. So there's like this weird staggered model that they use where they only release a version on console after there's like two other versions, at least in the arcades. So I basically just wanted to make the video to talk about like why that is, you know, why it makes so much money there. I even did like a little cost comparison. And then also I found this blog post it, and it's interesting because it completely changed the way I wrote the video. Um, I found this blog post like randomly on Twitter where whoever wrote it talked about why they actually should move towards a home version. They talked about like the, mm. the lowering interest in arcades that's actually happening now, how like they're not seeing as many players there anymore, um, how their costs are increasing, things like that. So I basically just tried to take it and analyze it from both sides just to give people more information and educate them a little bit. Because like you said, like you had never really heard about this series. There's lots of Gundam fans that haven't heard about it. It's a very niche um, part of an already niche fan base. So. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I've played on PlayStation like versus and then the new one, not knowing that it's some sort of arcade phenomenon. Like, yeah, and you know what? It's fun. It reminds me of Power Stone. I don't know if you guys remember that from back on Dreamcast. Yeah, it, I didn't it, know because it's kind of like a arena fighting game. 
in a yeah. way. They made two Power Stone games, and then they stopped. And it was like, man, those games are fun. Um, I, I and I to be honest, they are good games. Um, I yeah. I just <clears throat> like GBO two. I I play a lot of that, and then yeah. I don't even have time for Gundam Evolution. Um, <laughs> and then Zelda's coming out this weekend. I'm not gonna have time for anything. Yeah, there's so many Gundam options, and then aside from all your other gaming options, so I, I totally get that. Yeah. I think the the biggest hurdle when it comes to to the versus games is just that it's it's such a high barrier to entry. Like, yeah. you know nothing about this type of game. Like with GBO two, you're like, okay, this is a you know a third person shooter slash yeah, PVP okay, kind of yeah kind of familiar. Shooter. Yeah, evolution. This is a first person shooter. Yeah, it's got Gundam skins on it. It's a first person shooter, and it yeah. plays like Overwatch. Yeah. This is something just like totally different. Like yeah. most people have never played anything like this. They have no idea how it works. It doesn't help that the game doesn't do a good job of explaining to you how the game works at all. <laughs> yeah. There's no like, there's no good tutorial. There's no like detailed combo list like other fighting games. There's no like replay mode that le- or training mode, sorry, that lets you see all your inputs and stuff. So you have to go like out of your way to f- join these discords and find these community made resources, which is great. Like it's great that the community has like, made all these resources for you know english players and develop these communities but that shouldn't be the default when you're learning a new game yeah. like the game should be able to teach you so that kind of makes it difficult for people to get into because they just find it so intimidating that they're like oh i don't even want to i don't want to touch it well and playing like online you know there's there's no like rank system the way that there is with gbo2 it's like you you go in there and you're automatically playing against people that are going yeah. to thrash you because... a lot of a lot of that is because like there's there's the player match mode and then there's the ranked mode and the ranked mode outside of japan has been dead since like two months after the game's launch like it's just like what's happening with gun evil <laughs> right now where japan like all the like there's still tons of people playing ranked over there and people here have to join the japan servers just to find ranked matches like you can't find oh, wow. ranked matches in it so it's like i don't know why that happens but that's unfortunately it does yeah that's yeah. interesting um yeah, it's yeah. I love I love the I love game. I've loved video games in general, but this Gundam stuff is fun. And um, I, yeah. So if you guys haven't figured it out by now, check out Seiji's channel. Lots of Gundam gaming stuff. And actually, we're gonna go to a news item here real quick that is related to that. Um, but first, I'm gonna do some shout outs because we got Robert as always in the chat. Now that he's back, Neo X. Good to see you, shirt lad. Good to see you, Ultronimus, LeBron. Uh, Fett, love that name. Rogue New Type, Travis Wadlow, good to see you. Goose is in the house. Uh, Classic Quarter Gameplays, Brian Zanicelli, Gundam Wing, Dan Vince, uh, Talos, good to see you. Shy Guy OC, awesome. Got a good so group yeah, in the chat. Before you hop into that, I just want to say definitely, Seiji, thank you for doing that because I think that, you know, Adam and I have talked about this with regards to like GBO2 is that a lot of the Gundam fan base is sort of uneducated to the gaming model and yeah. so you know we, we're, we're always like defending developers is like thing <laughs> yeah. like they're not lazy they're not yeah. trying to screw you this isn't like some conspiracy that like oh gundam <laughs> gundam just yeah. hate western fans it's oh, like this is my no there's a, there's a there's a culture there's <laughs> yes. there's things that that you're not considering yeah it's i run into like and to be fair like that's not just a gundam thing like no. it's yeah. definitely definitely like there's a there's a more there's a different element to it in the sense that because gundam is like so focused in japan people think that they only care about japan whatever but like me like adam i know i'm a huge destiny 2 player i love destiny 2 i played destiny since the beta in 2014 and same thing bungie gets all this like hate from these redditors and armchair developers that are like 
Bungie's so lazy. They won't fix the game. They're taking away all the stuff we paid for. It's like these developers aren't like maliciously trying to screw you over. Like I hope you re- like no one like goes to work and they're like, yeah, let's screw over our customers. Yeah, like it's that's crazy. not a thing. Yeah, because like, I would go to the subreddits of GBO2, and then people would complain so bad, and I'm like, why? Luckily, I met uh, Talos, who's a Lord Mobius on uh, the the Discord server. He is a phenomenal GBO2 player, but at the same time, he can look past all that, and he can get a better understanding of like what the developer intent is. Or if someone yeah. on the subreddit is complaining about a component of GBO2, like he can usually explain it to me where that person's just not good <laughs> at something, I, but you know, it's how it is. I mean, I learned that pretty early on as I was like, man, I, I just hate GBO2. It's such a terrible game. And I was like, wait, maybe I'm the one that's bad. <laughs> maybe I'm bad. Maybe <laughs> no, am I the problem? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, no, that's funny. That's okay. Well, moving on. Yeah. And this is the first time doing like the, the three person thing. So it looks all funky, whatever. Um, but, um, uh, so what's cool is, you know, speaking of games within SD Gundam Battle Alliance, which I think is a, a fun game. I, I mean, I, it's interesting on Steam seeing the mixed, uh, oh, we're probably getting that flashing again, guys. Sorry. Another bug. If anyone is, you know, sensitive to seizures, just let me know. But, um, I think the mixed, a lot of the mixed had to do with it being SD. You know, people complain, and I and I brought it up again and again. I get it, but what's cool is the fact that this this wasn't even planned. This aerial DLC, and yeah. and that they've decided to release it. I know, Sage, you and I had some time with it. Mm-hmm. I you, I don't know how much we've had. I haven't had too much. I played a mission to kind of check out the the weapons, which seemed pretty cool. It's a sharpshooter. So it's mainly focused on range, has some c- mm. cool melee combos that the bits fly around and do damage. Yep. Um, Lord Talos was actually saying that the block of one of the sub things is like a it's a full shield, you know, that yeah, shield. The, the first sub weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it completely blocks beam weaponry, which is pretty cool. I hadn't fully tested it, but it'd be cool against like a boss. That would be a good yeah, because yeah, instead not... of actually using your guard meter, I guess, because like yeah. I was wondering that too, because that was kind of my issue with when uh, when Moon Gundam came out, because mm-hmm. I was like I would much rather have another like attacking sub weapon that I can combo with as opposed to like just having a shield. But I guess I didn't think about it that way. Where like you know if you have like if you're fighting the Big Zam or something that has like a huge beam attack, you can use that to kind of just block it without using your guard meter. So I guess it has yeah. some utility here and there. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second to really realize that because a lot of times, um, I think it's mainly when I'm sharpshooter, I always use that where you guard and press Y or triangle, depending on what you're, and it refills your yeah. weapons. Like, I love when I'm sharpshooter to do that. And what's cool about this, um, too, is you can still do that, mm-hmm. but also have a, a kind of a shield. Because, you know, sometimes when you're getting attacked, you would use that your meter to do the counter. Yeah. This way, yeah. you can use the shield and still have your meter for uh, ammo. So I, mm-hmm. I do like how there's variant uh, a variation in that. Someone, I think, yeah, Talos also brought up the Moon uh, Gundam does that too, and yeah. I I hadn't used that suit, so I didn't know that. So there could be a lot more variation in different suits that I just didn't know about. Yeah, and I do like how kind of it offers for different play styles in a sense. Like for like when I'm using sharpshooters, there's one skill that I 
tend to always use, especially with something like Banshee Norn, where I don't remember the name of the skill. It basically gives you a chance to not consume ammo for your oh, sub I, when you use it. I have that equipped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I do that so that when I'm spamming my sub weapons back and forth for like single target damage, like if I get lucky, I can spam them a bunch of times in a row without running out of ammo. But now with something like Aerial, like, okay, it doesn't make sense to use that because, you know, you're not going to be able to cancel between the shield back and forth. So now I can use that skill slot for something else. Yeah. Right. So it allows you to like switch up things a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I really like, you know, and it could be that, you know, this isn't a live service game. This is, you know, a full price game. It has a lot of content. This is probably the last of the content, and I actually, from what it sounds like, the game didn't, like, do super well or anything. I mean, I don't know, but you don't hear about it, and which is weird, because as someone that I'm in, into gaming as much as I am, I follow a lot of gaming stuff. Yeah. These Gundam games, except for Evolution, never get noise, like, ever. Not really, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do think, though, that, yeah, I think that's a common misconception about Battle Alliance, is a lot of people are like, why did they drop support for this game? And I don't think that's the case. Like, it was, it was never really designed to be a live level. service game. Like, they yeah. were just putting out this DLC. It's kind of like what they used to do with the old Dynasty Warriors games. Like, they would put out a bunch of DLC, and then that's it. Like, mm -hmm. and even though, it, yes, it didn't really get a lot of buzz from, like, mainstream media sources, you know, not as much as other games, the, the game itself, on YouTube at least, still, like, whoever made content on this game like it still did very well like yeah. there's the the few breakdowns that i made and i'm kicking myself for not doing more of them because again i got busy when my my first semester started last september and i just didn't make as many as i wanted to i think i only made like four videos or something like that but for a while the 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 tips video that i made for beginners was one of like the most viewed videos on my channel so like it clearly Same. had a bunch of attention from mm -hmm. new players it's just that because it's you know now that people have played all the story they've done all the things that they need to do there's not really that much of a reason to talk about it anymore although i think i saw when i was just searching up like images for um for my thumbnail for when i make my aerial video like it even got coverage from from forbes like that it was getting added to the game so like it's still oh, even this yeah. late it's still getting some forbes has a uh, a gundam hey, stand that writes for them good old ollie yeah ollie yeah there you go Love ollie. so i i think that you bring up a good point is that um you know Ariel is is bringing new coverage to Gundam Battle Alliance, and I think that there's a reason for that. Um, you know, could be to renew some interest in the game. You know, like you said, it, since interest has kind of died off on it, and I think that the the decision to add the Ariel, like you said, was an unplanned one. But I think it's tied into um, one of the other news items that I think Adam's going to bring up. It's yeah, dude, you are so good at this <laughs> because that's literally. What I was doing, and I tried to fix the screen so it's not flickering, but um, no, nice. yeah, so yeah, Gundam franchise earns record sales topping 131 billion yen, which is crazy to think. And they even break it down. Uh, no, it's not here. I'm you know what? Someone must have posted it somewhere else. I remember seeing it on Twitter, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. like the numbers where the 131, and I think the year before was like 98. Yeah. And even that was higher than before. And something else I want to bring up. I know a lot of people bring up Witch for Mercury, and I get it. That's cool. But we also had Cuckoo's Doan's Island and um, Hathaway. 
also be released and i i'm sure that contributes it's oh absolutely i i it's just i I don't like to be that guy that's like i'd prefer you see stuff you know but (laughs) well Well, i mean we were content uh, as far as gundam goes i mean we had obviously gundam battle operation is an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. gundam battle alliance gundam evolution then you had you know several different anime projects that came out and i mean there was definitely something for everybody yeah yeah that's that's what i think was really has been cool about it like because again you know i'm newer to gundam so it's neat how in the past couple years as i'm getting into it that it's kind of been exploding i i want to say that was because of me now but (laughs) it's good timing i guess but definitely um, a contributor yeah um but no the other um the other interesting thing about it is how like for which for Mercury, I'm only watching it because I'm covering Gundam stuff. And I've and I've just been getting into anime, so really I've been enjoying the sci-fi of Witch for Mercury. Um so I had my video this past Monday where I kind of did a reaction, and my reaction I don't think a lot of people liked was I was like, this seems like a filler episode. Because I just thought it was funny how they went so far into, you know, the school, they were doing their duels, and then it moves to where there's like real like shit happening like people are dying terrorist attack mm-hmm. and then last episode was just about another duel and i'm like what why are we doing duels there's been like an attack at a school with guns yeah. and and that's like a topic of in our real world and i just find it funny how they're going back so it's like that's an example i think of where sometimes the episodic storytelling it tends to milk certain aspects and then mm-hmm. i'm like eh, you know um, again, don't want to hate on it because I've been enjoying this as someone that doesn't watch a lot of anime. Um, uh, Seiji, what's your general take on Witch for Mercury? Um, I'm a big fan of the series, honestly. Oh, cool. I think a lot of people get um, too focused on the wrong aspects of it, and I, that's where yeah. I'll stop with that uh, topic <laughs> of conversation. But Good. Um, I think, to your point, like, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from, and I think some people also felt the same way. And just in general, the whole dueling aspect and a lot of the comments that I see about uh, this series on my Instagram, on Twitter, they all, not, I shouldn't say all, but some of them, they don't like the whole school setting. They don't like yeah. the whole aspect of the duels. They're like, oh, this is a slice of life, girly anime. Like, this isn't Gundam. This is my favorite. I, I mean, I've, I've made this stupid meme on twitter a few weeks back my favorite is when people go this isn't real gundam because that's the same thing that they used to describe like the build fighter series and stuff like that like it's just people that use the term real gundam to me are just people that are trying to gatekeep for no reason yeah um but because when you watch witch for mercury from the start and granted you it helps if you have read like the the novel for the first opening as well to get that kind of context but you can tell from the start that there's stuff going on in the background. Like it's not just about this girl that's going to school for the first time. There's more to it. Right. And even with this, you know, this most recent episode with this duel between Guel and, and Saleta, like, yes, they're going back to dueling. Like, why are they doing this? But at the same time, we know that this is Prospera manipulating Saleta, manipulating Miorine to further her plan, whatever that is, because we clearly see it's not ever explicitly stated but in that duel, it seems like Ariel hits that permit score eight that Prospera right. was talking about for her plan. So now it seems like she either has no more need for Saleta or the far more likely possibility, which, which I've seen a lot of people talking about, is 
Mjorne is trying to help her by like pushing her away and trying to get her away from everything that's going on, her, Prospera, all of it. But I think by doing that, she might drive Seleta further towards her mother because that's the only support system she has left. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of people pointed out. I or sorry, I saw one tweet. Yeah, but this was insane attention to detail. I didn't notice this at all. Apparently, when you look in like the Ariel's cockpit after Ari says "I'm sorry" to Saleta, like the version says something along the lines of like version Ari, and then when the manual override takes over, it says like version 2.0. So some people think that Ari has been transferred out of the Ariel at this point, which I didn't even think of so yeah yeah that's interesting it's very interesting where they're going with the whole like potential like spirit you know kind of mm -hmm. that new type thing but the being or whatever and yeah i, I guess one interesting thing is yeah i have no idea then what's going to happen next episode no idea yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that makes it exciting you know that's something that uh that i've been talking about in the dissecting series is like um you know when it comes to anime like this that they're not basing it off of a manga it's really hard to say that there's such a thing as a filler episode because because yeah. like everything i mean i don't know if you guys I, again i'm gonna defend animators it's like if you've <laughs> ever done animation you know that it's not worthwhile to animate an entire 22 minute episode of a show for no reason just to like crank out content. Hey, right right seed so exists like, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> right no. you just just recycle the same uh footage of the area yeah, doing, yeah, uh, yeah. doing its attack no, um i mean so like you know you go you think about like dragon ball and you know they were they had filler episodes and filler arcs because they were waiting for the manga to come out in order mm. to adapt it with something like witch from mercury there's no like content that they're waiting to come out so yeah. it's like this episode if it feels like it's taking a step back it's doing an intentional step back that For I sure. think is kind of creating a bit of that like quiet time um, because you don't want to have like action, action, action all the time. Like you, sometimes you do have to withdraw a little bit, let the audience breathe and, uh, and, and come on, get, let, let's let have, let go have a win. All right. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's what I no. That's the coolest thing for his character. Like uh, he's become the most interesting character to me. Like 100%. I, I, even at the beginning, it seemed like he had this dualistic sort of mind. Like mm -hmm. he was forced to be a certain way. He had these expectations, but there was this person he wanted to be. Yeah, and I think sure. he saw that with Saleta early on. It's very nuanced. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's kind of the best. Yeah, character. Um, yeah. But you're right. You know what? I, again, I think people don't like that filler word. But what, you know, I got to admit, and I brought that up in my video, they tend to plant things that don't make sense or open threads that don't make sense. And then later on, they'll close them. And it's like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. That was, that was one of the things that I talked about in like my when I did my season one recap thing. Mm -hmm. It's like because it's that's a very difficult thing to do. Like it's a very touchy subject to leave questions. With the audience right um you have to do it in a very specific way like if you're too vague and they don't get the answers that they want then people are just going to have a bad impression of your show but if you do it if you set up these threads and then you pay them off later in a big way it's like oh like that's i never even expected that or like oh this is exactly what i was expecting so one of the things that i pointed out in season one is that there's still a lot of things that we don't understand about the world of G-Witch, but it mm -hmm. seems like they're setting a lot of things up to pay off later down the road. So, Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. And, yeah, even how uh, you guys were bringing up, like, 
sometimes episodes have to breathe or have action. Like the the episode before this last one was incredible when it came to action. Um, and then you know, or the one before I forget which one where they were on Earth and yeah, I think that was the last one with Google and all that. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, no, it's cool. Um, and um. We're seeing some more new mobile suits, which are somewhat cool, so I can't wait for the Gumplicates. And I wonder if this means that there's going to be a new aerial uh, mobile suit because of what happened to the last one. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that or another Elfrith. Like, I'm still, like, oh, wondering yeah. why those two Gundams are both named Elfrith, right? Like, it makes you think maybe Osbera has something to do with it. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to another uh, topic. So this has to do with, um, so this has to do with build fighters, that whole build thing. Which, to be honest, I haven't watched any of the shows except for I think it was oh, last year, year before, where they came out with those uh, the battle log. Yeah, which I enjoyed, and then I started. I, I think I I started the first episode or two of the first build fighters. And so far, I like it when originally I was like, no, but it's like, I think once I'm more embedded in the culture and we can recognize things, I was like, because I, I think that that first episode was this boy who had a dad that was in the Gundam or Gumpla tournaments or whatever. Yep. And then a Rumble Raw looking guy shows up and yep. <laughs> and actually a character Archer with your name, uh, with your, yeah, so, your yeah. which I don't know so, if that's just your online name. So okay. the because I liked Build Fighters so much, I combined the two main characters' names, and that's where my because one is Say and one is Reiji. So I combined ah. the two to make my name, my content creator name. Okay, and that's that's how much I like Build Fighters. Like that's I'm cool. gonna I stand by it. Like it is one of the best pieces of Gundam media out there. At least the original series. I know some people have problems with some of the other ones, but. There's a few things that Bill Fighters does really well. Like the the main thing is that it's it's literally a love letter to the entire franchise and to the entire fan base. There's as you if you continue like to watch, if you choose to keep watching, there's so many little like Easter eggs. Like you were talking about, like that guy who looks like Ramorel. Like that's not the only one. Like there's so many little cameos here and there. Yeah. There's all these references. There's a bunch of like because it's based on fighting with Gunpla. There's a lot of like custom gunpla that you you know normally wouldn't see in an animation format. I think in it's either in this one or in Try. There's an animated version of the G Savior, like oh, stuff yeah. like that that you would never normally see. Yeah. And the other thing awesome. that I like about it is I like uh, sports anime. Like one of my favorite series of all time is Haikyuu. Like I watch Ace of Diamond, like Blue Lock, that kind of stuff. And Build Fighters to me, at least the original, is essentially the Gundam version of a sports anime. Oh, like okay. it has all those like tropes sure, of like yeah. we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the world tournament in this case, but in the sequel it's like we're gonna go to nationals, which is like the trope of every you know and like sports anime ever made. So I really like that aspect of it, and it's just it's just a really fun feel good series. So that's cool. Yeah, feel good is a is a good uh, palate cleanser, I think, from other Gundam where everyone dies tragically. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, so I actually can't wait to further jump into it. I'm, you know, I'm slowly getting through everything else, but so I curious. Say, I think that you've gotten far enough into like because you've you've hit yeah. all the the major the main ones series. Yeah. I think that you've gotten far enough <laughs> into it that you're you're gonna pick up on all of the references yeah, exactly. and the sort of um cool you know callbacks that that build is gonna throw at you. Yeah, I think so. Just from that first episode it was pretty cool, but then I was like, ah, I'm finishing seed, so let me just finish that. But 
So, Seiji, I don't know if you've already kind of read through all the, this announcement stuff. Did anything stand out to you? Um, I mean, the, actually, the one thing that I did kind of like was how the I didn't expect the main character to be, you know, from Hawaii. That's that's one thing oh, that kind yeah. of stood out to me. Where and he named his his Gundam after like the law is it. It's a specific, yeah, son in, in his yeah. language, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And just like yeah. that kind of admiration for, you know, Japanese culture. It kind of reminds me, it kind of reminded me of that meme where it's like the thing and the Japanese thing and it's the guy like freaking out. But <laughs> oh, I haven't um, seen that. You'll have to share that later. I'll, I'll show it to you later. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, like main character looks cool. The, the thing that I'm probably most excited about is one, whatever that custom Barbados is in the key visual. And two is the fact that we got a new Gunpla for oh. each of the four protagonists in each build series. And the story says like he runs into past champions of Gunpla battle. So it seems oh. like we're going to see them for like, granted, some of them were pretty recent, like Re-Rise, um, Build Divers Re-Rise finished in like 2020 or something like that, maybe 2019. So that one's pretty recent. But we haven't seen, say, the main character from Build Fighters, or at least we haven't seen him talk in like a full-on scene since whenever Build Fighters ended, which was like 2014, maybe, maybe earlier than that. He yeah. made like a very brief cameo appearance in the sequel in Tribe, but like we like I, I'm not going to spoil for you because obviously you're still watching. But basically, there's been a big payoff that everyone's been waiting for oh, that would only okay. happen if we were to get another series. We might get it here. I don't know. But I think a lot of build fans are looking forward to just seeing these characters again because okay. uh, they're, I just, think, they're just so loved. I think I th I'm going to have to do a speed run um, by <laughs> like October. No, I think I can get through most of it. Um, yeah. Just watch it at 1.5 speed. And <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> um, no, it's cool. And, and so obviously, well, actually, you know what? Again, I don't know that world that well, so nothing really sticks out, but this character... Uh, masked lady yeah like i love that idea i just you know the bad guy the mask who knows what's going on you know love that stuff but then they have the mecha here which this looks pretty neat it reminds me of kind of like the old school you know way a gundam would look but also some seed uh stuff thrown in there mm -hmm. um yeah i will say i think the line art looks better than the actual model maybe it's just yeah. me <laughs> no i i know what you mean <laughs> Yeah, the model looks cool. There's something about the line art, the proportions. Maybe because the model is an entry grade, so there's probably just like a little bit less yeah. detail oh, to it. Good call. That might be why. And I, I'm kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of upset that the the build strike version is also an entry grade and not a not a high grade, but it still looks good. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Interesting that they're going with entry. I, uh, yeah. Um, there's definitely a uh, marketing um, strategy mm -hmm. associated with this with this series. Uh, I think right. they even tied that into the story. Like they said that the main character based his gunpla off the entry grade because I guess maybe he's not as experienced with building. So I mean that's kind of a cool yeah like story reason to have it like that. You know. Yeah, and then um, yeah, the Shin Burning Gundam looks pretty neat. In, in okay is this also an sd one that's part of it so this this is a brand new design yeah it's an sd but that one's on the key visual as well so that's brand new for this series but the so the first two you just looked at the build strike and the shin burning mm -hmm. and then the two at the bottom the uh double o diver arc and the plutine gundam 
each of those four corresponds Dang. to one of the four protagonists from the Bill series. Okay. Yeah. Pretty neat. Actually, that looks pretty sick right there. Yeah. This I is, mean, this is an awesome design. I'm all about the grounded UC stuff, but sometimes something can stick out. Like, I just built that um, Live Lance. I yeah. Think it's called Live from, Lance. From Battlelog? Yeah. And then I have the Barbatoris. And I haven't finished mm -hmm. it yet because my son's been working on it, but I was thinking of taking the top of the Live Lance and putting it on the Barbatoris because nice. of the. I think they might even have that on the box art or something because they have yeah, yeah, to combine yeah. them. Um, that's the, the cool thing the, about these. The really yeah. cool thing that I like about this design in particular, so because you haven't seen Rerise, the way that this um, works, like the way that this design works, the main character has created this. It's not an SD. I think it's based off the RX-78. It's called the, the core gun. Oh, it just has yeah. like very small limbs, right? You've probably seen yeah. the Gumpla. Yep. And then it has different like armor sets that are based off of each of the planets in the solar system. And then they attach like this to make like a full size gun. And like, I just think that's one of the coolest concepts that's ever been done. Like it's so unique. Each of the armor sets has like its own specific role. Like it's such a cool concept and it's so cool like to see how he uses it like in the show. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Okay. Well, that's cool. So then you have high hopes for this? Yeah, I mean, I I hope that again, like I'm just hoping that we get to see all these characters again and see how they interact because like that's whenever you get those kind of like crossovers, I I find that to just be like really special. Like that's one of the things that I liked about I don't I'm not sure. Did you ever play any of the the G Generation games? Like oh yeah, the, Genesis. So in yeah, yeah a lot. so in Overworld and World, which was on PSP, they had these crossover events where like if you fulfilled specific conditions, kind of like Genesis, yeah. but instead of getting um, more suits like from the same series as like secret units, you would get um, units from different series. So like you could be playing like the first stage of like turn A and then you satisfy the conditions and it would spawn in like the three throne Gundams from Gundam 00 on your side and then a bunch of Jinxes on the other side. So now you have two oh. completely different series in the same stage. So mid-mission. Yeah. Oh, and you cool. have the characters from the different universes talking to each other. That's the same kind of thing that I liked about the Dynasty Warriors Gundam games is when you have these different characters interacting with each other, even though they're from, you know, different series, different universes, because you don't get to see that anywhere else. It's like very unique. It's, yeah. it's cool yeah. to see. It's funny how much I never cared about that until I did. <laughs> it's like I <laughs> well, get into Gundam. Like, I didn't know I needed this. Like, I, uh, yeah. In the, the Muso <laughs> games where it's like, yeah. you know, you have like all the Shark clones in one level. And it's yeah, like, exactly. you know, you, you have this whole storyline of like, it's like the Spider-Man meme where yeah, <laughs> literally, or like one of the one of the most famous suit. ones that you see on like Twitter or on YouTube now is like the old version. It's from the very first Muso game, and it's it's Puru two in her cubelay doing the whole undefeated of the East like like dance there, not dance. I shouldn't say dance, but all the poses with Domon, and she's doing that in her cubelay. It's hilarious. Like yeah. you can't oh, not look that. at that and not laugh. So oh, that's cool. Well, cool. Yeah. Um. In in in. I have grown to like enjoy that more where like I was saying like getting into Gundam UC was the main thing and then I had you know in my mind it's like I can't cross the streams but you know, over time it's it's kind of fun um, especially the the SD Gundam Battle Alliance someone posted a video of Saleta reacting to all the characters and it's hilarious yeah. because she acts the way she does in the show where she gets all nervous and doesn't know what to say it's yeah <laughs> never thought i'd care but it's really funny stuff. when you get those crossovers it's cool i remember there was one when we were waiting for the game to come out like some early footage came out and one of the conversations was between mika and amaro 
and it's Amuro and the new Gundam, and Mika says to him, he goes, he says something along the lines of like, what are those things on the back? Like, don't they cause you to fall over if you get caught by a gust of wind? And Amuro says something along the lines of, oh, like, I didn't think of that when I designed it. Maybe I should take that into consideration next time. Like, it's just something <laughs> yeah. you would never think of. It's like it's benign, like, it's but it yeah. it's just funny or kind of adds exactly. to it. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, all right. So now we're going to get into uh, some, you know, technical lore stuff. So one of our supporters, Sway, shout out to Sway, huge Gundam Evolution player. Um, really, really good at it. Plays on our server. So if you guys are ever wanting to play some Gundam Evolution, we have a group that plays a lot. Anyway, he was asking, like, can can you guys just explain to me the whole development history of the Zaku? It's like, well, um, I'll do this. There's this condensed version that seems to be pretty cool. We're gonna go say, through so many of them. Yeah. But that actually gave me an idea because lately I've been doing videos where I'm kind of going through development history. I did the Pale Rider recently. I'm going to do the Zaku next. So thanks, Sway. But I wanted to talk about some of these because I was looking at some initial ones. And, mm -hmm. you know, here's the, the Zaku one. We know the Zaku one. Um, classic design. Yeah. yeah. Which moved to the cla uh, the classicer. The iconic. Yeah, potentially. This is, even more iconic. <laughs> this is still like one of my favorite designs of all time. Like it's oh, it's yeah. so good. Anytime I see a new version of it, like I was so happy when I saw like Shars obviously too, but this one specifically in Origin when it got reanimated and oh, got yeah. that kind of like yeah. CG look, it looks so good. It does. It's just such a timeless design. I'm sad that we don't get more build versions of Zaku's. We get yeah. a lot of build oh. Gundams, but yeah. like we don't get enough build grunt suits. Mm -hmm. And I that's agree. that's my only gripe with uh with build series. People like to be too fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's cool because the Zaku design, you know, initially it's supposed to be kind of a crazy concept for a bad guy mobile suit. And even yeah. for me, I thought it was a weird design at first, but it kind of grows on you. And especially mm. like you're saying, how they modernize it. Just to make it seem up to date, it's like it still works. They can yeah. make it grounded looking in certain parts and it still works. And I think it just lends itself to always looking like a badass bad guy suit. You yeah. Know? Um, a lot of it for me too is I think like my my first Gundam game ever and my introduction to Gundam was uh, Lost War Chronicles on the PS2. Hmm. And that game was like you were basically always playing in grunt suits so like the amount of times that i would see this thing and see the zaku one like it just became so like ingrained oh, in my memory yeah and like the, the the aspect of like just the everyday soldiers in gundam has always been super interesting to me yeah. so i love and anytime i discover like a new variant of this thing like even in gbl2 when you see like a new like slightly different like custom version it's just it's awesome yeah there's so many different versions of this thing yeah, I, and even with Doan's Island introducing that new land type high mobility. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. It looks great. I know. Yeah. Um Okay, and then there's the Act Zaku, which from what it sounded like, this was supposed to be a successor to the two, I guess before three. I don't know why they'd go to Act instead of three, or unless this is just them making an additional one. Yeah, this I believe this was more like just kind of like a high performance version slash like commander unit. I know here, like they said here in the in the space to the end of a flash manga, there's an ace pilot that uses one of these. Yeah, um, yeah, mallet, and he's a psychopath. Oh. And basically, he basically tries to stop the protagonist Ford from escorting uh, a Zeon ship to I think it's Gr Granada, mm -hmm. Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, on the moon on so the moon. that they can sign the armistice so he's like this guy is basically in denial that the war is over and he uses this thing to try and basically shoot down his allies 
Wow. Okay. Pretty crazy. Well, here's another crazy one, the perfect Zaku. This is... This I have not seen. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, we have a perfect Gundam, so we need to have a perfect Zaku. <laughs> yeah, for, uh... <laughs> yeah I hadn't seen this, and, you know, I just, like, sometimes I don't know how serious to take it. Like, when I look at, if it comes from a manga that's just supposed to take place, you know, within, you know, whether it's super canon or not, I don't care. It's like, oh, okay, that's neat. But sometimes, yeah. you know, the where it comes from might be, like, an out-of-universe story. But I think this is an in-universe yeah. story. Well, it's it looks like if Providence was a Zaku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, well, it kind of has the the, the Zeon light yeah. crest on its back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sure. and it's so hard to tell. Yeah. Like sometimes when you're looking at the the Gundam wiki, which we've already established is, can be kind of messy anyway, is like you look at some of these development trees, and it's like, okay, well, this mobile suit is developed into this, and it's like, wait, that's a build mobile suit. Like yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't say that the Zaku F two was developed into the F two thousand because it's yeah, like that's yeah. not a it's not I a wish, real thing. <laughs> I wish they would at least um, make well, it where it's still on here, but maybe a separate section that yeah. says build series or out of universe or something, you know, mm -hmm. to differentiate it. Um, all right. And then this other one, the Zaku 3, which I think looks pretty sick. It's like a Zaku on steroids. I mean, it has yeah. everything. Like, you remember the second... Um... Ninja Turtles movie where he had the super shredder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what the Zaku 3 is. It's like, good call. He, he took the ooze and. Okay, you know what? <coughs> this is completely off topic, but I have to say it. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yesterday. And oh, awesome. I, I was actually surprised. Uh, you know, for a Marvel movie lately, I have not cared about them, but this was actually well done. Even if it was a little too long, they could have shortened it. <laughs> but seeing some of the stuff in there, James Gunn needs to make a live action Ninja Turtles movie. Like, he would kill huh? a live-action Ninja Turtles movie. They had enemies in Guardians of the Galaxy look like Bebop and Rocksteady and all those types. And the That's CG awesome. was so good. And think about it. He has the Guardians together. He knows how to do the team dynamic and the jokes. Right. He would be perfect for Ninja Turtles. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway. And, I mean, all of the characters, uh, like are practical effects right like mm -hmm. he's not gonna yeah. do cgi turtles you right know, he'll, he'll put somebody in a suit and, and paint their face exactly and they had a lot of that too where there were people in giant suits that looked like suits but it was still fun yeah anyway that's how we get from gundam to ninja turtles <laughs> <laughs> um and then the zaku four i guess this is something from moon so you can kind of see those little moon aesthetics there um yeah I mean, so I guess this is this is the base version, and then there's that one like the, there's like the melee version as well, right? That's gray. Uh, I think it belongs yeah, to an I was going to say the, there's a Zaku four that's like gray and has funnels and like yeah, that giant. That's axe. there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this looks thing awesome. Is the I, I, I remember playing that uh, in GBO two, and I was like, this is. <laughs> This is the definitive Zaku experience. <laughs> right. So so then it seems like, you know, from the Zaku line, uh, parallel to that are the, like, the Doga line? Or is it a Gira yeah. line? You know how they have, like, those... The Gira line? Yeah. So I, th I think they were kind of created as, like, the next generation of Zaku almost. Because like okay. the Gira Doga looks very, very similar to Zaku. I don't know the specific, yeah. like I could be wrong. Someone in, in well, chat. I think that me. the uh so you haven't you end up having these like different development trees where it's like, you know, you have the Zakus that were captured by the Federation after the one year war and were mm -hmm. developed like into Hyzax and that sort yeah. of uh you know tree. And then you have 
the like Xeon, the Axis Xeon that started developing in the in the Gira, mm. you know, Yak Doga, Gira Doga, Gira Zulu, that development tree. Yeah. And then you had like the Republic of Xeon that had their own thing going on. So that was where you would get <laughs> like so yeah, you had all these different branches from just the the core Zaku that um Well, because it's interesting because then by Hathaway we get the Messer. Which such a good design, yeah. And that seems like God, again, I love the so much. a next generation sort of what a Zaku is supposed to be. And yeah, I wonder, yeah. like, what is a Zaku supposed to be? Is it just supposed to look like a scary, menacing suit? Is that like here's the scary, menacing grunt suit? Whereas a yeah, GM is not scary looking. That's like a, you could ask, like, what's a Gundam? Does it have to have a V fin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a, a discussion on that a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was pretty good. I have to send you yeah. that one. It, it was pretty good. But yeah, I wonder if the point of the Zaku is really just to kind of show that kind of scary frontline force. And that's where the Giradoga then was that next iteration. And then the Messer, that next iteration. Yeah. I like, I like to think that maybe, like, you know, names aside, the the zaku has like a pretty distinctive look right yeah like it, it usually has that that spike shoulder it has like the tubes that connect to yeah. the, the face and stuff like that and i want to say that you know whether it's by the designer's intention or, or in canon they probably want to like keep that kind of aesthetic at least to yeah. kind of stay true to their roots like even though the gear doga is different from is that like it's not named a zaku it still has those defining features right yeah so maybe it's just about like it's kind of like how the the gym was made in the image of the Gundam to intimidate Zeon forces, right? Like mm -hmm. that kind of imagery, like carries power in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that is this interesting uh, RF Zaku that was um, used by Mars Zeon. So this was when mm -hmm. there was, you know, a group of Zeon uh, that were at Mars. So their development was kind of. At, stayed in a certain spot in a way i guess and so when they started invading i guess it was in uc0122 they came to invade the earth sphere with these yeah. rf zakus and that's pretty neat because yeah. it's oh, like yeah, bringing it's them retrofitted back. doms and Zaku. i was gonna say yeah they had doms as well do they have goofs maybe too like i think I there know. is an rf goof yeah wait a minute i'm not super familiar with like the late uc stuff but the the yeah. f90 and the f91 side stories have some pretty interesting uh suits yeah yeah uh, steven hates Late, you see, yeah. hates it, and <laughs> can't I can't stand, stand it. it. No, he hates <laughs> no. it. Well, so <laughs> no. and, and it's funny because you know you see all these like what you what you might call improvements on the Zaku design. You've got the RF line, you've got the Gira line, but there's only one Zaku variant that shows up in Turn A Gundam. So after all of the mm. centuries of the dark history and like you know every Gundam universe converging, they dig up the Zaku too. And yeah. that's the mobile. And isn't it named something totally different too? Yeah, the uh, the the guy that the, like the the benefactor that digs it up, his yeah. name was like Bor Borgia, and so they <laughs> called it the Borjarnin. Oh, okay, <laughs> I see. Wow. So. Well, um, yeah, yeah. The late UC stuff is pretty interesting because not only did they have this guy here, but check this one out, the Zaku Fifty. I remember, yeah, I first saw this in one of the G Generation games when I was a kid. And I was yeah. like, what am I looking at? Yeah, it's interesting. It, and and the idea that, like, is... It's only from the games, right? Like, it's not in Yeah, any... it's an SD Gundam G Generation. But, like, huh. even then, like, there is cr I, credibility for this being a real thing. Um, 130 
Anaheim Electronics, so I guess they were still around, just not by then SNRI was the bigger guy or something, but um, <clears throat> the idea was they developed this as a, like 50-year anniversary of the, uh, uh, the Zaka 2, but it's made by Anaheim Electronics, so that tells me it's the Xeonic sympathizers that had been folded into Anaheim. Probably, yeah. It's, it, and it, it goes back to that operation, wait, is that paperclip? Where yeah. the German sci Nazi scientists come to NASA... Like think about it. Like in fifty years, they celebrate like uh, a German tank, and it'd be like. I mean, mm. let's 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 not pretend like Anaheim wasn't always like only on the side of the the federal. Well, yeah, that's they did, that, they that's what I'm saying. Charlie, it's like this is everything. It's almost like they're I mean, showing that would be an amazing side story, like to follow yeah. an Anaheim sales guy, like Lord of War style, you know, <laughs> going and selling weapons to both sides. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's that's one of the other interesting things about how much they talk about that as a plot point in a lot of these shows um i had you know most people know i finished destiny recently and i liked how that chairman dude basically said it word for word industrial military industrial complex and we got to stop it um but anyway yeah it's just funny how they would make a an anniversary suit anaheim would of a of you know the xeon so yeah yeah kind of kind of crazy there but um you know that's that's actually it for the the news part. But when it comes to like the Zaku development history, yeah, I'm gonna make that a full video here soon, where I'm actually gonna I'll go through each one um, and make that little PDF for supporters. Um, it you know we're we're near the end, so uh, a couple things real quick um, for supporters. I have a new thing out. It's it, doing commentaries now. The first one it's up. It's for oh wait the MS team. I just did it where I just recorded audio and I say when to start the show, but if Guys, as you listen and have better, you know, ideas of how I could be providing commentary, just let me know. I'm honestly, it's not like I can throw up the show on YouTube with me talking about it. You know, it's going to be yeah. taken down. Um, <laughs> so there's that, and then um, of course Steven's stuff. Links in the description every Wednesday. We do his live. We could be working on his dioramas or working on the video game stuff that we've been working on. So you never know there. And then, yeah, yeah Seiji, um, all the links are in the description. Anything else you want to promote or bring up? Um, I guess sub to me on YouTube. Yes. Check me out on Twitch. I'm trying to stream more yes. on Twitch lately, so I do oh, cool. mainly Gun Evil. Mainly, if you want, hey, if you heard what I was talking about earlier, you want to see what the Extreme Versus series is like, come watch me play Mbon. That way, you can see it oh, without having idea. to buy it yourself or check out some of the videos that I have on my YouTube and uh, you can see what it's all about. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for being here really. Cause like, oh, thanks for having, having, me. This was super having fun. a, yeah, having a third person, I think it's fun. Like Steven is boring when it's just him. And, no, <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> no. it does, you know, we, we, I feel like we touch on the same things. Like, yeah, I, I always call the third chair, like the tiebreaker because yeah, right, yeah, Adam and I just agree too we much. We agree too much. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, we want like an open world, non-linear Gundam game. It's like, no, I want an esports guy on here to <laughs> shut us down and say like, you guys are idiots. Stop. Yeah, the other person is like, yes. And then you're like, okay, that's all we have for the conversation. What do we have next? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, let's debate a mobile suit. No, we both like it. No. Well, Zaku's good. <laughs> yeah. I think so as well. All right. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks. Yeah. Check the links in the description and everything. Hope you all have a good day. We will talk later. Thanks, guys.